Go get em. See, look, we on your block every day. I advise little kids just go inside. It's just not a game. Go get em. When we on your block, I hear And if I tell you slide, are you gon' slide with me? And if I tell you drill, are you gon' drill with me? Cause when I slide, are you ears? Cause when I drill, are you ears? 2.0, like Larry Bird, Op City scoring, shit I never heard. LS on your block, bro, like a perch. Running niggas down, we don't say a word, not a word. Man, that shit right there. I've been banging that all week, man. Shout out to Top 5. Like, I'm not even a fan of Top 5's music, to be honest, man. Like, I'm really not. Uh, Hall of Fame with Robin Banks was dope. Uh, Shirt Off on any block was cool. But, like, the other last two songs he had, like, I can't lie. They sounded like they could be on, like, a Disney soundtrack, like a Finding Nemo shit. You know what I mean? But this one, man, it's been out for, like, a week. Bit, bit, bit. And he is it's about to touch, like, 200,000. It's quickly growing. But it's just a catchy song, man. It's just really... The beat, the chorus, it just goes. It goes, man. I fuck with it. It's like a real Toronto chant, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I fuck with that heavy. Oh, man. But yeah, man, Um, it's your boy East. It's too real. Now we back for another episode. Um, You know what I mean? I hope everybody's great out there. You know what I mean? I wish you good health and good, good blessings, good prosperity. Wherever you are on your way to work right now, at work, on your way to school, at the crib, about to get into some pussy. No matter what you about to do, man, I salute you, man. So shout out to y'all for listening. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know, man. Toronto's seeing the wrath, man. Um, what, what, the wrath of whatever that Brampton man did last week to his fiance and to his um his baby mother. You know what I mean? And we are feeling the wrath because it's snowing in New York. I mean, it's, it's sunny in New York. It's sunny in Connecticut. It's sunny in all the Detroit. It's it's sunny everywhere but Toronto right now, and it's April 16th, man. April 17th, I believe. And yeah, like, we've had, for the last three days, we've had ice storms. Um, high schools and elementary schools have been closed. They were closed on Monday. It's fucking nasty out here, man. It's freezing. It's disgusting. It's slushy. It's icy. Um, there was over 500 accidents over the weekend. You know what I mean? It's just uncalled for, man. This this weather is very uncalled for, and all like all we could chalk it up to is Tristan Thompson doing what he did to the Khloe Kardashian. You know what I mean? Um, that's all we can chalk this up to because it should be spring. We should be getting ready for that that May two four Victoria Day. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just not used to this. This is nasty. It's snow everywhere. Like I said, man. Um, the government didn't didn't anticipate for this. Um, why all the schools and everything was canceled and there's so many accidents because. This is April, April, man. Like people have taken off their snow tires, people put on their all-season tires and got back to business. And Mother Nature was just like, nah, we ain't done. You know what I mean? I got I got some more. You know what I mean? So there's so many accidents, you know what I mean? I hope everybody can have a speedy recovery for all the accidents that were serious. You know what I mean? And rest in peace to those that passed through the accidents. But it's just nasty out here, man. It's just really nasty. But we're going to keep pushing. The sun has to shine. You know what I mean? The sun has to shine. We can just hold it down for a little longer. And we're going we gonna to have to get those summer vibes back. Uh, a lot a lot happened, man. A lot's happening. It's a great week for hip-hop, man. It's a great week for me, man. I'm happy. Like I got a lot to say. I'm very happy. But I'm going to start with um, Coachella. Coachella was last week. Not last week. was over the weekend. 
I did not watch, you know what I mean? I did not stream it because I would never stream Coachella when the NBA is on. I would never watch an award show when the NBA is on. I'm not one of those guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love basketball with all my heart. And playoff basketball, that that's, there's never going to be a time where I'm going to choose. Unless it's, Jay, unless it's my favorite artist or something like that, I'm going to make it work. But, hey, shout out to everybody who was at Coachella and watched it. You know what I mean? Um, I saw a couple highlights. I saw Cardi's performance. I saw Kendrick and SZA. Uh, obviously, the Beyonce, which everybody is talking about. Um, and a lot of people performed, but there's a lot of people there. You know what I mean? A lot of people in the crowds. A lot of people that were once hot in the game and now they're in the crowds watching and not performing, i.e. Tyga, i.e. Iggy Azalea. You know what I'm saying? It's like the has-beens, the people that were all in the crowd, you know what I mean, just trying to study and take notes and see what they could do to get back to the top. But yeah, man, Coachella, Coachella is always, it's always a big event. Um, I remember Beyonce actually was supposed to perform, was it last year, but she got pregnant. And I guess they don't end up postponing it, you know what I mean? And they were like, anybody else, they wouldn't postpone it. They'd make you give up the money back and whatever. But for Beyonce, they held it down. And she did something legendary, man. She she had a two-hour set of classics back-to-back. Jay-Z performed with her. Solange danced. Um, Destiny's Child came out. I didn't watch it, so you know what I mean? I'm just really like going off of the highlights and the tweets and all the things I've read about it. But I heard it was a very black-themed performance. You know what I mean? She was it's just it was just black, you know what I mean? She was not afraid to say anything. Black cast dancing, all all black, you know what I'm saying? Just power to the people type shit. I'm going to just say shout out to Beyoncé, man. I know how great she is. Um I'm all I'm not the greatest and biggest fan not because of of she's not talented, but just because just because of the music and the catalog. It's just not for me, you know what I mean? It's for women, but then there's all, there are those men that just Beyonce stand too, you know what I mean? And that's nothing wrong with that, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter about the gender, but it's just, I just can't bump Beyonce all day. I know she's, I know she's dope. Crazy in Love, I'll Cater to You, those are, you know, those are some classics that I listen to, you know what I mean? Um, formation. So she was doing all that, but I don't know, man. People, the performance must have been so great. And I'm not even saying it wasn't, you know what I mean? But this is just a moment we live in where, you do something and niggas forget right away. You know what I'm saying? Victor Oladipo was balling his ass off against the Cavs and, and niggas just started putting him above Paul George, putting him above all the other guys. And that's the that's the time we live in. What have you done for me lately? You know what I'm saying? And I say all that to say, no disrespect, Queen B, um, the wife to one of my top three favorite rappers ever. You know what I mean? But I don't think Beyonce is a better performer than Michael Michael Jackson, man. And that's what we're getting now. She did her great performance, two hours, back to back, went hard. And all of a sudden, it's like, yo, she's better than Michael Jackson. It's over. Queen B's the undisputed best performer. Chance the Rapper tweeted that, like, chill. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to do that to a legacy that was, man, we can't even talk about what Michael did. Michael brought people together. Michael's performing on the stage for all these white people when it was a time where it wasn't be it wasn't cool to be black and on the stage dancing and having all these people's attention. You know what I'm saying? He could dance. When back when James, people were dancing like James Brown and all the other things, he revamped it and took it to another level. I'm not saying things haven't changed and the moves haven't changed, but I don't think there was a dance Michael Jackson couldn't do. I don't think there was a like I don't think he could not and at his age, even at fifty, you know, this is 
this is the this is it tour he was still performing to, to do this for like numerous shows like back to back he was going to do this every night at his age you know what i'm saying so for people to take that away from him and say Beyonce is a bad performer it's a subjective thing you know I mean? it's opinion but for especially those who never even watched michael perform i never seen michael perform live but those that just never seen him perform live and just written him off i'm kind of disgusted with you guys man like michael jackson is is still the greatest to me still the king of pop still the king of everything king of the dance king of all man and I, we, I'm not gonna let anybody just take it away when he ain't here to defend himself. If he would have did that, this is us tour. I'm sure he would have left imprints on our hearts and minds as far as performance. You know what I mean? It's just crazy to hear people say that. And I'm not, I'm not taking nothing away from Beyonce. Alive, she may be the best performer alive. I would say her between her and Chris Brown. I would say that between her and Chris Brown. But damn, son, like it, it, it was nasty how they was coming at my boy Mike. You know what I'm saying? So I just want us to all sometimes. Chill. We don't always have to live in the moment. You know what I mean? We always have to go back and reflect. Or you can go watch some footage to see how Mike was moving, doing all these moves. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Beyonce. I love her, man. I love I love everything that the Nose Carters stand for. You know what I mean? They always stick up for black people. They always donate money. They always they perform excellence, man. They're they're an example of excellence. And and I'm not taking that away from them. But that performance thing, like, I think we was just caught up in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson is is the king of, of it all. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to just leave it at that. But since we're on the topic of changing crowns, you know what I mean? I think it's only right that we do crown Cardi B the new queen of this hip-hop shit, man. Um, I'm still living with the album. I'm still bumping the album the same way like it first came out. It's a good fucking piece of work. And not just that, man. It's It's the fact that her adversary, her rival... The girl that's playing, yo, Nicki Minaj is really out here playing victim. It's a lot of weird shit going on in hip hop right now, man. Um, when this episode, when the last week's episode dropped, Nicki's Beats One interview came out, I think a day after. And it was just a very confusing interview. She sat down with Ebro and she tried to like question Cardi, like she tried to say Cardi B wasn't showing her love wasn't reciprocating the love back that she was showing. And it's like Nicki's delusional because before Cardi B even had Bodak Yellow, a lot of people were saying like, oh, when she started rapping, there was a lot of, everybody was embracing Cardi. It was, it was Remy Ma, it was um, Young M.A., it was Lil' Kim, it was all the people. But Nicki was sitting atop the throne by herself and just like, you know what, I'm not letting no bitch come in this game and just do what I'm doing. And I'm not even trying to show love. I'm not even trying to empower her as a woman. You know what I mean? So she left her just be. And that's how the tension just kept brewing. Like Cardi would tweet some things, Nikki would tweet some things, and it just seemed like subtweets. So the love Nikki's talking about being shown and not reciprocated is really weird. And like it all comes out that the whole her whole beef with Cardi was that Cardi made Cardi changed her um Cardi made Nikki change her verse. Cardi had the Migos and Atlantic Records. Hit up Nikki and say, "Yo, we're not gonna clear." What Atlantic Records said they weren't gonna clear any records for Nikki until she changes her verse, because that verse wasn't coming out. And what Nikki said on the verse was, "I'm the cube. If Cardi the QB, then I'm Nick Lombardi." Which is is she tried to to pitch it as it being a compliment, which it could be a compliment, but then it's not a compliment. You know what I mean? Because if if Cardi's the QB and Vic. And basically, you're Nick Lombardi, which is based off of Vince Lombardi, the famous coach, football coach. You're basically saying you're Hall of Fame, 
you're you're the one sending her on the plays. You know what I mean? She like it's 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 not really a compliment. So I'm saying she's working for you, and you know you're above her, and you know what I mean. So you are above her in the game, but at no rapper is gonna want to be sunned on the song. You know what I mean? And Nicki ended up changing the the lyrics to if Quavo Quavo is the QB, then I'm Nick Lomb- I'm Nick Lombardi. But there was that, and Nicki also like when she was like. When I, if when I came out as, as a new artist, if an artist of that stature would have said my name on the record, I would have been happy. Like when you're talking about yourself like that too, like of that stature, you're really trying to shit on her. You know what I mean? You're saying I'm that bitch. You know what I mean? I'm that. It's an honor for me to do a song with you. So it was a little double-edged sword. You know what I'm saying? Because Nikki's she's bigging herself up, but saying yeah, I'm doing you a favor. You know what I'm saying? So it, nobody's gonna want that. But it's just. She dropped these two songs over the weekend and she did this whole, like this whole interview was about leading up to dropping these songs. Um, she dropped Chun-Li and she dropped Barbie Tanks. I did not listen to Chun-Li. I listened to Barbie Tanks because I did hear a snippet on it on the Joe Budden podcast and Swan was telling me to listen to it. I listened to Barbie Tanks and that song's hard to me. Like she's spitting bars. She's spitting bars. She's got lyrics and stuff, but I don't know if it's going to, like it, it touched the charts. It definitely touched the charts and you know, Nicki made us know that it touched the charts. Because the moment she touches the charts, right away she's gonna let everybody know that she's still out here doing things. But I don't know if it's still on the charts anymore. I'm gonna keep it real. You know what I'm saying? But Barbie Tings is definitely a song where there's a lot of bars in it. I, th- I felt she was coming at Remy Ma too. The first verse sounded like she was coming at Remy Ma when she said a line about that reality show ain't work out. You still ain't making no hits yet. Like <coughs> that sounded like Remy Ma to me. But we gonna see, man. But I do want to congratulate Cardi because she's doing shit, man, that Nicki can't do right now. Like Cardi dropped her album and she just beat. I think she passed Beyonce's record as having as a female artist having all her songs, all her songs simultaneously hit the charts. You know what I mean? I think out of the thirteen songs, they all hit hit the charts, and which is which is great. You know what I mean? You pass Beyonce, then you know that you've done something right because Beyonce's a, she's a statistical leader in all categories when it comes to females, whether hip-hop or rap, you know what I'm saying? So that's good for Cardi, man. The album's still solid. She performed at Coachella. Um, like, Cardi's really that that bitch now, man, because, you know, she's announced her pregnancy and everything, but she had her Coachella set, Chance the Rapper flew out, Kalani flew out to come, 21 Savage. Like, there was never, there was no, no, she didn't have any performance where she was like, yo, this person didn't come. YG came, you know, you see those situations where like an artist is not as big and the artist is like, I ain't coming, but you want to be there because you know, if you're going to be performing Cardi, it's a look, you know what I mean? Millions and millions of people are going to be seeing this. So she's hot, man. She's, she's definitely one of the hottest in the game right now, man, men or women, but she's definitely the hottest woman. 155,000 albums, you know what I'm saying, in her first week, um, I think they said over 140 of those or actually physical copies, man. She's 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 out here, man. You gotta you gotta give it to her. You, you gotta give it to her, man. Those numbers are those are big dog numbers. The only person that's had higher sales this year is Justin Timberlake. And he's at the Super Bowl every year. He's white, you know what I mean? He's that like he's that real crossover guy. So for her to be in that ballpark, man, you gotta fucking give it up, man. That shit ain't easy. That shit ain't easy. When you see guys like Takashi, who's really hot, and, I, and I'm saying Takashi's hot, like, but he 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 sold like sixty nine thousand, seventy thousand. A boogie sold a hundred and something. You know what I'm saying? So to see Cardi do what she's doing, man, you gotta fucking give it up to her. 
and salute her, man, and wish her a speedy, I mean, a healthy pregnancy and all that, man. Hope she can get right back to what she's doing, man, because she's not letting up, you know what I mean? And Nikki did these interviews. Nikki did, like, kept posting up her little songs. I mean, her posted up her little charts, stuff that she did on charts. And Cardi didn't respond. You didn't subtweet. She's just in another place because she's way above her. She's out of here. She's out of here. So it's going to be up to Nikki to really drop some good music to really come back. Like, you have to drop... Nikki has to drop something that's going to touch number one on the charts, you know what I'm saying? And you might have to go get Drake for that because I don't think Nikki can do it right now. She's got the bars. She's got the rapping. She came at Cardi. She came, you know, the Barbie things and all that. But this ain't, and this is not to be gender biased or anything, but I don't think the women really care to see see who's the nicest MC. They want to know who they can relate with, you know what I'm saying? They want to they wanna listen to women talk about women's shit. They don't really care about women tearing each other down and dissing each other. Some don't like Cardi, some don't like Nicki, but I don't think they're up for the battle part of it. And I don't think Nicki cares to be, I don't think Cardi even cares to be the top lyricist and go at Cardi, like go at Nicki like that. So I don't know. I think Nicki's just going to have to take the back seat until Cardi fizzes out. And I don't see that happening anytime soon, man. After that Coachella performance, Cardi out here twerking, pregnant, just, there's just things she does that people just love her and you just, you just can't take it away. You know what I mean? She did her interview with, with Nardwar. And he was like, he, th- he asked her about Toronto. And she's like, I love Toronto. You're cheesing me, dog. You know what I mean? Like, there's just things about this girl that's just like, yo, she just knows how to connect with people, man. So shout out to Cardi B and I wish her more success. I'm telling you guys, man, hip hop is alive and fucking well, bro. Oh, man, hip hop is alive. Drake just announced his, his album's coming out. It's called Scorpion. That title right there, I, I was so confused, you know what I'm saying, about that particular title because, you know, Drake used to, you know, take care, nothing was the same, views, views, uh, more life. Scorpion is just not, thank me later, that's just not in Drake's title, you know what I mean? That's not what Drake does. But, but we're going to find out what that means. I'm sure he's going to do a little bit of press. No, Drake don't really do press, but up until the, the release date, I'm sure he's going to give us the real meaning of what this really means, you know what I'm saying? But um, let me get the date. I believe it's, it's dropping June 2018. I don't think he put the actual date, but it's June 2018. Um, you know, everybody's excited for that. And a Drake album in the summer in Toronto is, is just very needed. And we need the weather to get back to where it needs to be by June to enjoy this album to its full capacity. But I'm telling you, I can expect a classic album. And I think this is going to be Drake's biggest album because... Just the vibe he's on. I'm, like I said last week, man, Drake is in a different place. The two singles he's come out with have just been about uplifting, helping, loving. Ain't been about heartbreak. Ain't been about partying. I'm sure there's definitely a club song coming real soon. He's going to drop something real soon as far as for the club and for the streets. But the two songs he has, you just... he. Okay, before we even get to that, um, God's Plan is now number two on the charts because Nice For What is now number one. He's just breaking his own records. You know what I mean? This guy is, this guy is a legend. Like the, the legend word is, he's an icon. Drake's an icon. He, he, um, he hasn't put in as much work as Jay-Z as far as the years, but he's up there on that level, man. He's definitely an icon. He's definitely somebody who's changed the game, and, and the game would never be the same because of Drake. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's left his print. Drake don't have to drop another album from, from now. You know what I mean? And he's still going to be Drake. He's still going to be able to move the way he moves. People just like him. You know what I'm saying? And he just knows how he'll go play Fortnite. He just knows how to stay relevant. 
You know what I mean? He'll be at all the Raptors games, courtside. You know what I mean? Chanting. Like he just knows how to have people watching him from afar. It looks like he's doing it looks like he's not doing nothing, but he is doing something. You know what I mean? He just he looks like he's just really being himself, but he's kind of playing to the people in a way too. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's natural, but it's not natural. And you're just watching, like, yo, Drake's so funny, Drake's so cool. You know what I mean? But he knows you're watching. You know what I'm saying? But Scorpion, the album is coming out, man. I don't know what to expect, but hits. I can only expect hits, man, because God's plan and nice for what? They're all anthems. And you know, Drake, Drake keeps an anthem, man. All his all his songs are captions. You know what I mean? You can put captions and you can you can just live out your truths through through Drake's songs. So I'm I'm expecting nothing but hits from this album, man. Um June 2018. You know what I'm saying? Just enough, it gives us two gives us two months to learn every song right before Caravan and OVO OVO Fest. He's a, he's a genius, man. He's a genius, man. So shout out to the boy Drake. But yo, y'all know what the fuck time it is, nigga. Four fucking twenty, nigga. Last motherfucking week on this motherfucking podcast, I said, J. Cole, where you at, baby? I said, J. Cole, we need you. My nigga Cole heard the bat signal. He heard the bat signal. You know, you you put that 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 bat. That bat shit for Batman to know you need help? My nigga Cole said, yo, I heard you, E. It's been a minute. I'm back! My nigga J. Cole is fucking back, nigga. Yesterday, J. Cole, he tweeted, NYC, come through. Couple hours from now. First come, first serve. No phones, no cameras, no bags, no press list, no guest list. Door, 6 p.m., first come, first serve. Gramercy Theater. So... He's doing his pop-up shit again. Album coming 420. April 20th, where I'm going to be smoking my lungs out, bumping the shit out of that motherfucker. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm having nightmares. When he did his pop-up yesterday, I tweeted, I'm having flashbacks. The Dollar in a Dream tour nightmare is coming back. Do you guys remember that story? I told you that story about how J. Cole was doing his Darling the Dream tour all over the country, all over America, and then he stopped in Toronto. You know, Toronto's one of his his biggest markets. So Cole tweets out, meet me somewhere. No, he, he was doing his Darling the Dream tour shit, so I knew it was coming. So I knew he was in Toronto, but I didn't know where and when it was going to be. So this nigga J. Cole tweets out, so-and-so address. I fly from wherever I was at the time I was in Brampton, which is like an hour away from downtown, minus the traffic, you know what I'm saying? And I got I got downtown, address is there. I get to the spot J. Cole says to be at. The line is around the fucking corner, my nigga. I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait. They say we're at a full capacity. I can't get in. I waited. Maybe two hours. Uh, I drove. I paid for parking. I did all that. I was sweating outside in the sun to not get inside. It was one of the most empty feelings ever. You know what I mean? At the time, I only had J. Cole CDs in my car, so I rolled back in silence because I was so hurt. I was like, this nigga Cole played me. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was one of those where it's like, I'm in the line, and I'm hearing people talk about, yeah, I hope he brings out Miguel. I hope he does this. I hope he does that. 
And the thing is that J. Cole got to understand, these pop-up shows ain't for the fans, ain't for your real fans, bro. Because if you said, yo, I'm charging $150 right now to come, I'm coming and I'm paying. You know what I'm saying? People love free shit. So when he does his pop-up shows, free, the people that love the free shit going to be there just so that they can tweet about it and talk about it and not cop an album on Friday. So Cole, I'm saying this. I put, you, I put J. Cole's Twitter on, um, I got his, when J. Cole tweets, I got a notification right now because I'm not playing this this time. Like I'm, I'm, I'm asleep in my clothes or my shoes if I have to because the moment he get, I get that tweet, I'm out the door and I'm flying downtown and I'm not missing this show. I've been to J Cole's had five or six shows in Toronto. I believe I've been to four. I missed the Dollar Dream one. I didn't go to the OVO one because the tickets where I was going to be sitting, I would be sitting. I'll be I was paying like three hundred fifty dollars to sit just to be able to see J Cole from like ten miles away. I was like, fuck that, my nigga. We not doing that. But this pop-up shop, man, I'm 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 happy for Cole. Like I love that Cole shows love. It, I know this pop-up, he ain't making money off it. He's he's renting out a venue. He's putting all this shit together. Right now, he's in London doing another pop-up show. So he's flying across the world to get this done. And I know Toronto's coming. That's Toronto's his like Toronto's definitely one of his spots to come to. So I'm I'm trying to be there. You know what I'm saying? If anybody's listening to this podcast and has the inside link and knows where we where he's gonna be at, let a nigga know because I'm not trying to miss this one. I'm definitely trying to go. Cole Cole's my favorite rapper, man. I'm, well, when he dropped it, this album is coming 420. I can't. I, I don't even know how to be excited. I swear to God, I did not know how to be excited because it's been so long. I don't know what to expect, but it's just like my boy's coming back, and it's just a good feeling, man. There was a little snippet he dropped from a song. I don't know how they got it because nobody's supposed to have phones, but he sounds like he's talking that talk. He sounds cocky. He sounds confident. He sounds like he's ready to just reclaim his spot. As a matter of fact, not his spot. Just take over the whole game. Because, you know, Kendrick's had his success, Drake's had his success, Cole's had his success, but he had his, the success he deserves, and I think this is it's time. And this album is called K.O.D., you know what I mean? Not King of Diamonds, I mean, but it stands for Kids on Drugs, King Overdose, and Kill Our Demons, you know what I'm saying? So, three meanings like that that could all relate. Kids on Drugs is definitely something I, I could see where Cole could be going with that angle, you know what I mean? We're definitely in another time in hip-hop. Um, I'm just I just know it's gonna be it's gonna be solid content. When I mean solid content, I mean it's just gonna be things that you're just gonna carry with you your whole life, man. You know, J. Cole just always just drops jewels, you know what I mean? Reality rap, you know what I'm saying? But uh I just expect so much from this album, man. Like I I truly do. And because of what happened with the first album, For Your Eyes Only, I mean not the first album, the last album, I was definitely like you guys know my stance on it. I listened to it maybe like five, six times. It wasn't the call that I was used to. The sound just wasn't for me. You know what I mean? A lot of people that are J. Cole fans still try to say it was something. And I was like, well, not J. Cole fans. A lot of J. Cole fans rejected the album. But the the the, the mid-J. Cole fan, the one that says, yeah, yeah, I fuck with Cole, they were saying that that album was classic and it was, it was just a J. Cole doing something different. That's not J. Cole at all. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to that that real J. Cole, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to provide for my seed. I'm the soil. I teach him about loyalty. I teach him that his skin black like oil. That's for royalty. I'm showing him all the things that my pops was never showing me. Treat him like a grown tree with this poetry. I get up. You know what I'm saying? Like, my nigga Cole really, yo, he, there's just too many jewels that you can just carry, man. There's way too many. So, I'm expecting that Cole back, especially as the world going in a different direction, you know what I mean? I feel like it's time for him to to bring back what we want to hear and and I I think he's also going to show that 
he's he's really that that type of artist where he can just pop up out of nowhere and drop an album and still sell 250 to 300 you know what i mean so i think this album is going to do well like i truly think the sales are going to be dope i think four or five days is enough time to get to gather the whole coal nation you know what i'm saying and buy these albums and stream these albums so i'm i'm excited i'm excited man because we needed this man like i said kendrick's had a great year Three straight great years, you know what I'm saying? Drake's had great years, big singles, all that. It's really time for Cole to put his name right back in that pot. You know what I mean? Cole ain't no Wale, no disrespect. He's really among those three kings, you know what I mean, as far as the Kendrick and Drake. He's above Big Sean. He's above all those guys. So it's time for him to really put that flag back in the ground and show people what's up, man. Then we're going to get a tour. Let's do this, man. Like, I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited. So I'm ready, man. This Friday, KOD, I'm... On 420, we're going to smoke some of the, some some really good weed and bump this album and soak it all up. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I hope J. Cole really doesn't come out here. Like, I want him to come here, but if I, if, if he comes and I don't get in, I, I just don't know how, how I'm going to feel. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to, especially the weather. I don't know if he knows about the pop-up shop. I, mean, I don't know if he knows about the weather in Toronto. You know what I mean? You've seen the footage of all the guys in New York and you see the footage of the people in London. It ain't it ain't it ain't warm out here for niggas to be standing outside for hours. So hopefully they can figure that out. You know what I'm saying? Uh what else, man? Yo, the good brother Meek Mel, man. Yeah, that's it's crazy how we talk about Meek Mel right now. It's like after back to back and all that, people was hating Meek. After him and Nikki broke up, people was hating Meek. Um there was so many instances where people were like, damn, this nigga Meek, like they was really just getting on and trying to really write him off. You know what I mean? He kept he dropped a solid album and people were shitting on the album, said it wasn't solid. I was like, Y'all niggas is crazy. You know what I'm saying? But he's he's just, he's really moving moving the envelope, man, as far as this activist shit. Like he's really an activist right now because he was just on Don Lemon, they they were discussing his case, which his lawyer there's two stories coming out right now. His lawyer had like a whole rally. Well, they had a rally for the Free Meek Mill on April 16th. And his lawyer said that the district attorney said that Meek Mill should be free and he's ordering a new trial. Uh, apparently, the, the district attorney can't free Meek Mill. Only the Pennsylvania Board of Pardons can free Meek Mill. So the district attorney can maybe help him get a new trial. But Meek was on Don Lemon, man. And his case is really just being heard. You know what I'm saying? Because... He said he's not perfect, but he did not commit this crime, and he's telling the truth. Like when you really think about it, he's like, "Why, if I committed this crime, why would I point a gun at two officers and still be here doing a police raid? There's a police raid where there's hundreds of police, most likely, running through the projects, and he's pointing a gun at the officer, and he's lived to see this day. You, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm lucky." to make it to be a rapper, but I ain't that lucky. And that's real shit. Back then, there was barely that many social media, those camera phones, but social media was not around like that for for Meek Mill, for like for, for the cops to feel like, yo, they're going to get in trouble. They've been killing these black men for years. You know what I'm saying? So for Meek Mill to really point a gun, that's enough evidence right there to, to fire that thing. You know what I mean? Empty the clip and possibly get away with it. So for them to say, so the fact that Meek Mill's been on probation for over 10 years for a crime that, that 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 he did not commit, and the cops are also the cop that actually the leading arresting officer on the on his case is is going through trials right now where they're saying he's he's a dirty cop and 
he's a lot of cops are coming forward to say during this time period of when Meek Mill was arrested that this cop was framing a lot of people and putting a lot of things on people. There really is no case, and I don't know why Judge Bernice Brinkley, you know, the the judge um, residing over his case, she just won't. She won't budge. All this evidence is coming out. She just doesn't care. You don't care that the fact that he may be, the the probation holding this man may be unjust. It's it's a sick thing, man. And I'm hoping, and, and what, I'm not hoping. I I already know the truth. Maybe Meek will get out of jail, but it's it, I don't think a lot of these other people that are innocent and that have been sitting in there will get out of jail. You know what I mean? And, and that's the harsh reality of it. It's like. If you got the money, you got the celebrity, you got the power and the people behind you, you can make it happen for yourself. But I don't think Meek's going to forget. You know what I mean? He's in there with a lot of guys that may be innocent. He's hearing their stories. You know what I mean? He sounds a lot wiser, man. He sounds a lot wiser, a lot calmer. Yo, like that, you should hear him on Don Lemon. He did another interview. So hopefully this new trial or something gets through and we can get Meek Mill out of jail. He can see what the Philadelphia 76ers is doing in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like... He deserves to be out with his kids, you see, with his son. I mean, the the rally, see all these people turning up. They, yo, the, the city of Philadelphia needs Meek Mill, man. Hip hop needs Meek Mill, and for Meek Mill to be in jail for nothing, man, it's just, it's it's really it's really sad, man. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully the judges gets her shit together, or the new trial, um, gets him out. You know what I mean? But his lawyer and and the people, I mean, the people aren't letting up, so. Free Meek Mill on some real shit. Um, and it's like, yo, you know what's crazy? Meek Mill's still sitting in jail on probation, and Kodak Black will be out in six months maximum right now because his lawyer just tweeted out. He His lawyer kills me. His lawyer tagged. His lawyer his lawyer's getting the job done, don't get me wrong, but it's kind of like when um, uh, Max B was going through his trial and Jerry Saluti, his lawyer was just doing all the press, doing vlogs, doing all the shit. Niggas was like, this guy's just trying to get famous. Kodak Black's lawyer tagged the academics, tagged the Breakfast Club, he tagged um, another person, and he was like, I just resolved Kodak Black's case. He'll be home soon. So shout out to Kodak Black. Um, this is not the actual case of the, the rape situation, you know what I mean? The sexual assault in South Carolina. This is the 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 raid where there was a a gun found, weed found in his crib and neglecting a child minor. I mean a minor, which was his son. Um but I think those yo, those are a lot of also things that they said that the, the cops were dirty, that they, they made them they didn't allow him to call his lawyer right away. Apparently they left his son in in his diaper outside where everybody was handcuffed and just had his son sitting out there by himself. So there was a lot of pro protocol that the cops didn't go through just because they wanted to get Kodak black. So Free Kodak, he's coming home soon. Um, based on good behavior, if if he if he's good, he'll be home before the six months. If not, that's the maximum he'll do. So, you know, that's not that's light work to Kodak. They everything one K. You know what I mean? All he needs to know is he's coming home. Hopefully, he can he can lose some weight. Like you know, he was looking a little a little round and looking a little unhealthy. You know what I mean? Hopefully, he can get back into the Kodak we actually know, Mister Skirt Skirt. You know what I mean? Like I, I miss that Kodak. Um, Little Big Pot Kodak, and even the first album, you know what I mean? He's just a wise guy, but he just, he's got a lot going on. But hopefully he can actually turn it around this time, you know what I mean? So that that's good news for hip-hop. Man, oh man, listen. I know y'all must know by now already. Um, there was a there was a viral video. Man, I love social media. I love the fact that, you know, people, people love to say, oh, 
we're in the area that everybody loves to record things, but I don't mind that because if you act if 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 you if you're responsible for your actions, you won't care about being recorded. You know what I mean? If you're if you're really being yourself at any given time and you happen to be on camera, then accept it. You know what I mean? Because you're being yourself, right? But um there's this video going on about Starbucks. Starbucks is in some shit right now, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's actually it's disgusting. I'm not a per and it's crazy. I'm not a person. I've never even bought a drink from Starbucks. You know what I mean? I know how popular it is. I know about the fraps, the the macchiatos, and all the things like that. But that ain't my shit. You know what I'm saying? So I've never even been in one. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Um, but you know, Starbucks is is known for being a place that people can go sit down and read books, have a drink, use the Wi-Fi, and just chill. Um. But also, some people go there and don't have drinks and just chill, and you know they don't seem to have a problem with it. You see a lot of nerds in there. You can just see, like when you walk past a Starbucks, you see it. I and mean, some Starbucks are like actually built beside chapters, and like so they kind of like go hand in hand, or indigo, I should say. But there was two black men that were in the Starbucks. Um, they went up to the lady behind the counter and asked her to the bathroom. Um, she told them it's for customers only, so. Once they said that, they decided to sit down and just wait. Apparently, they were waiting for a ride, and and that's where it all started. Um, I guess she noticed that they tried to use the bathroom and went to have a seat, and she called the cops. You know what I'm saying? And she said it is two black men, um, in the store trespassing. I'm gonna actually play the call because the cops released the phone call. I'm sure TMZ paid for some money or or somebody paid to get this phone call out. But what happened was when the cops came, a lot of um customers started to stand up and start recording like yo like what are you guys doing what are they doing and there's this lady who's actually in the store she she did an interview with don lemon so i'm, I'm gonna play exactly what, what she said then play the phone call from the cop anger spreading in philadelphia and across the country over an incident at a starbucks last thursday a manager calling police asking that two black men be removed from the store for trespassing the men had asked to use the restroom but were told it was for customers only then they sat at a table waiting for a friend to arrive, but didn't make a purchase. The scene caught on camera by other customers. What did they get called for? Because there are two black guys sitting here meeting me? Yes, I did. Well, what did they do? What did they do? Someone tell me what they did. They didn't do anything. I saw the entire thing. They didn't. What did they do? The woman says The two men arrested and handcuffed. They weren't charged and eventually were released. Joining me now is Melissa DePino, an eyewitness. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. You were in that Starbucks when these men were arrested? I was in the Starbucks. And tweeted out yep. this video. So tell us what you saw leading yes. up to the, this video. Um, well, you know, I, uh, I really just noticed um, something was happening when I saw two police officers come into the Starbucks and, um, and go over and talk to the men. And then a couple more uh, officers came in and then a couple more. And I think there were six or eight of them. Um, and sometime during that time, their friend, who you can see in the video, showed up. That's who they were meeting. And um, we were all just wondering, you know, why are all these policemen here? Why are they uh, trying to make these men leave? Um, they were just sitting there like everyone else. And, um, you know, we all sort of, sort of standing up and, and, you know, sort of talking to the people behind the counter and to the police officers and, and asking what was happening. And uh, then they put them in handcuffs and took them out. And, and they were, when the police arrived, I mean, how did the other customers react? Because they weren't, there was no yelling, nothing, right? They were pretty calm. 
there was there was no yelling, there was no aggression. I mean, people they were they were sitting there like anybody else would be sitting in a Starbucks at, at any time. Um, and when the police officers were talking to them, there were no raised voices. I was sitting really close by, and and you know I I couldn't hear exactly what they were saying because they were. You know what I'm saying? So that's the lady who actually recorded the situation and go down. White woman, um, shout out to her, you know what I mean? They gonna call her a nigga lover, you know what I mean? Cause she, she did the right thing, but that's just what's going on in Starbucks. And Starbucks, Starbucks, man, Starbucks, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, it's Starbucks is is known as a liberal place, you know what I mean? Like, when, when I think of Starbucks, I think of geeks, I think of these nerds, I think about people of all colors, Asian, Spanish, people that are really into their books, tech tech guys, you know what I mean, that meet up at Starbucks, have these drinks, and really go hard and develop these fucking programs, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, hey, man, and, and they really they really picked the wrong week to fuck up, because out here in Canada, second cup, I don't know how, how far second cup is as far as, like, the chain of coffee and, like, how popular they are, but they decided to reinvent themselves. I don't know if sales is down or what, but second cup is like, yo, what's up with it, man? Apparently, Second Cup said once um, marijuana is illegal in Toronto, they're going to open up um, about 100. Is it in Toronto or Canada? But they're going to open up 100 spots or coffee spots where you, I think they'll sell weed and maybe allow weed to be smoked. They're trying to invent, change the game, man. That'll bring all that'll bring a whole new generation, a whole new crowd of people that it won't be the tech guys, be the little stoners who are into coffee and got to go to class and just... You know what I mean? Want to get get a puff in, a second puff in right before, right before. You know what I mean? Right before the, the test, right before you got to do what you got to do. So that's gonna that'll open up a whole new crowd for them because Starbucks has their their field of preppy girls. You know what I mean? The little the little dolls going there for the little lattes and things like that. So hopefully, second cup can get in, can cut into this. But I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep it real. Starbucks dropped the ball, but what they're doing right now, the step that they took. You know what I mean? I I I I rate the step that they took because people wanted to boycott. I, I'm sure a lot of people are still boycotting. You know what I mean? Um, Ti, um, a lot of people got behind this. Um, Kevin Hart was saying this is not a boycott. We're not telling people to boycott. You know what I mean? And he caught a lot of flack for that because a lot of people were saying that, "What are you doing? You're messing up the movement. We're boycotting." Um, even Russell Simmons came at um Kevin Hart and on his Instagram said, "I called you, you didn't answer." Blah blah blah. But I, I want you not to boycott. And, you know, it's kind of hard for Russ Simmons to even be speaking right now. You know what I'm saying? But Starbucks decided to do this thing. On May 29th, all 8,000 stores are going to be closed. That's a boycott in itself. That's a lot of... I mean, obviously, they make a lot of money, and they, they're going to prepare to 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 lose that money on May 29th. They're probably going to rake up the prices by, like, 25 cents and not have you know right now to recoup that money or do some promos where they're making money but that that that's a message they're going to have racial training that day in all 8000 stores that's 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 big you know what I mean like that's a step forward you know what I mean especially you're going to you're going to wave out all the honkies in there you know what I'm saying you're going to wave out all the people that don't want to see that don't want black people you're going to find out if they're fit or not you know what I mean so you're gonna lose money that day, and you're gonna be training people. That's a step in the right direction. These two boys, two two young men, who turned out to be real estate brokers, not gangsters, nothing like that. They deserve to be compensated too, not just, you know, what I mean, not just some some apology that was made on Twitter, but 
the step on May 29th to boycott 8,000 stores and, and do racial training, that's a big step. And hope other companies can follow suit and might as well just do the racial training right before before you even have controversy. Just start racial training at jobs. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully Starbucks can get that right. Because even in D.C., apparently they're going to start training police officers in African-American studies. You know what I mean? Or some shit like that. I saw I saw that article. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's going to... I think cops just don't want to be... Some of those cops just want to fuck people up. You know what I mean? But... Starbucks, I like that move, but I want those brothers to be compensated, and I want that manager fired. They said that that manager has been fired, but I hope they're not in any other Starbucks franchise. They gotta go. You know what I mean? They were they were just they were just judging pre. They were just prejudiced for no reason. You know what I'm saying? These are real estate brokers. They asked you to use the bathroom. You said it's only for customers. They 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 politely had a seat and waited like everybody else in that motherfucker using the Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? So. Starbucks, you need to rectify this, and then you can go back to being a, um, a a better company. You know what I mean? Starbucks is definitely known as a liberal company. I didn't I didn't know Starbucks to be with the with the Trump wave. You know what I'm saying? So that that's 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 dope. I like what they're doing on May 29th, and I think a lot of companies should follow suit. You know what I mean? And just do it without the do the racial training without the controversy. You know what I mean? Weed out the fucking the fucking crack ass crackers as as Charlemagne would say, or I don't even know what, what race the person was, but it was just re weed out the racist, man, whether they're black too. Like, there's, there's no place for that, especially when you're going to be losing money. You treat a customer wrong, you're liable for a lawsuit, you know what I mean? Because whoever you hired, is, they're representing you. So weed out the bad ones, man, you know what I mean? Save yourself some dollars and save yourself some some controversy. But it's time, man. It's time to talk about some some basketball, man. Playoff basketball is officially out. Is officially in effect right now, man. Um, I don't know. I really don't know where to start. I don't know what to say about what we're seeing in the playoffs right now. Um, I'm gonna start with the Raptors though. The Raptors, the Raptors just beat. The Raptors are now two and zero right now in the series against the Washington Wizards, and the Raptors, man, like shit. I, it's it's listen, and 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 I'm sorry. I don't know how you guys are doing it, but it's hard for me to be even believe that I'm watching this team and calling it the Raptors. I'm not used to it, the Raptors being this dominant. You know what I'm saying? The Raptors are literally currently they're the best team in the East. Like they, that's why they're number one. You know what I'm saying? Like the Raptors are definitely number one in the East right now, and it's. It's the way they're beating up on the Wizards. It's it's disgusting. Like it's disgusting. It's disgusting. They're beating up. Like they're when you, when you want to say beating up, it's like they're hitting you at every part. You're not just getting punched in your face. You're getting punched in your ribs. You're getting punched in your shoulders, your arms. Your whole body is bruised. You know what I'm saying? The Raptors are beating up on these guys. Like um, they've completely taken Bradley Beal out of the series. It's it's Bradley Beal. I'm just I'm literally disgusted with Bradley Beal. If if you know how I feel about Bradley Beal when it go, comes to the Toronto Raptors, he's had his career high against the Raptors. There was the 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 series where I think it was the first round where they eliminated the Raptors, where Bradley Beal was screaming at Kyle Lowry, "You can't fuck with me! You can't fuck with me!" You know what I'm saying? And just he they they beat up on these guys. They beat up on the Raptors. But now the Raptors are a different story, man. Lowry seasoned, um, the Rosen seasoned, but they're a 12 man roster. I keep saying this shit like. All the way down to Lorenzo Brown, the G League MVP. These guys have a fucking squad, man. Like, 
Van Vliet's out with a shoulder injury right now, and it doesn't matter. Next man up, DeLon Wright is handling business. Um, OG Ananobi's handling business. That that they need to check OG Ananobi because you know what I mean. Nigerian brothers are known to carry a charm or two. You know what I mean. For those that don't know, a charm is it's like a little voodoo piece that you go in and meet the voodoo doctor. He tells you to carry it around, and you always have this luck. Check OG's shorts because OG's out here hitting threes. You know what I mean? He's hitting threes. I, and he's a good three-point shooter, don't get me wrong, but he's out here hitting threes, setting the tone in the first quarter, just setting that tone, three threes in a row, going to the line, locking up Bradley Beal, making Bradley Beal look silly and, and looking cr crazy on closeouts. Listen, I'm going to say this. John Wall is unstoppable. You know what I mean? Um, he's going to get his, and, and it's not even in the sense of where he's going to get his in, in the aspect of he's just trying to pad his stats. He's really trying to be a point guard and lead his team and assist his team. But these guys just don't, they're just not on that level. I don't know what's going on. This this team, this will be the last time you see this particular core of the, the Washington Wizards. I'm sure they'll keep Brad, they'll keep um John Wall because you can try to pair him with somebody else. I think it's gonna have to be broken up with Bradley Bill and them getting out of there. But what I'll say is this John Wall, he's out there getting into the lane. Dishing it right off into the hands of Martin Gortat, Marcin Gortat, and he is not doing nothing. Like, if you've listened to this podcast, I've been saying Marcin Gortat is trash for for, for weeks now. But I'm going to say he is beyond trash. And there has to be, he has to be getting called out in that locker room, especially when John Wall was the one that got injured. Marcin Gortat was the guy that decided to be tweeting and saying, we're playing for each other. Oh, everybody eats and stuff like that. It's just like you, like you were the benefit be beneficiary of all Wall's passes once he gets into the paint. You can't finish. You can't even average ten rebounds. You can't even stay on the court without fouling out. JV's punishing this little nigga. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's 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 it's, it's not even a series, bro. Like I expect them to get swept. Bradley Bill wanted to get the hell out of Canada. Like he had that look on his face. It was just like he looks. He looked this like not disappointed. He looked this this discombobulated. It looked like he didn't even know who he was. Didn't know where he was. He looked drunk. You know what I'm saying? He looked he looked drunk. There was then he was on the bench. It was like Wall was talking to Gortat. And he's on the bench with his hands on his head, just looking like just covering his face, just looking puzzled. But it, I I can't even say he's having a bad game. The Raptors are playing him well. You know what I'm saying? The Raptors are playing him well. They're they're smothering this guy and they're not letting him get into a rhythm and they're putting different bodies on him. It's sometimes it's Larry, sometimes it's OG. Like it's yo, it's I like I like what I'm seeing, man. The Raptors are really and and here's the thing about all these Raptor games where you see that the Raptors are a different team. Because the first game, the Wizards were, were leading. They were up. They were having they were playing well as hell. Yeah, you know I mean not Beal wasn't playing well, but John Wall. Um, Marcus Morris, they were they was they was definitely getting busy. So, but the Raptors in that fourth quarter they sustained these runs and they they put this defensive pressure and they don't crumble. You know what I mean? What no matter your run, if 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 you make it cut into one point, they're gonna they're gonna bust out that, that lead wide open right back to fourteen points. They're gonna go on a run. They're gonna shut you down. You know what I mean? And that's where the Raptors would crumble in the fourth quarter, where it's like, what do we do? What do we do? Nah, they know exactly what to do. They stay composed. They stay, leave the bench guys out there. They they gonna hold it down, and they they bring the guys in when they need to bring them in, and and then it's time, and then they they show their worth, man. This is this is a different Toronto team. They're they're fucking, 
they're composed and they're, they're strong top to bottom, man, top to bottom. I, w- I want to see a sweep. Might as well get, get, you know what I mean? Like, might as well give the brooms to the Wizards, you know what I mean? I want to see a sweep. I want to see a sweep. These guys asked for Toronto. They were in the media taking shots at Toronto. You know what I mean? They were saying they wanted the Raptors. They wanted this series. Are you crazy? You look crazy right now. Like the 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 Wizards look crazy. Scotty, like this team is gonna get blo- broken up. They're they're underachievers. They've underachieved all series. I mean, all all three years with the with this core, they've underachieved. The Otto Porter, Bradley Beal, John Wall. They got to the playoffs and continued to underachieve. I think they lost to. Did they lose to Boston last year? Before Kyrie was there to Isaiah Thomas, Boston. Like, what are you telling me right now? Come on. Come on. Come on. With a bad hip Isaiah. What are we talking about? This team's trash. Get him out of here. Um Whew. That 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 Sunday was was um that, those Sunday games were amazing, man. Um who played? It was the Cavs, Cavs and the Pacers. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Cavs got smoked. Smoked. Uh I don't know. I don't know what to say about this series, man. Like, I still expect Cleveland to win, but there's a a forty. Like to me, it's sixty forty. Like I don't have that much faith in Cleveland. What I'm seeing from basketball now, a lot of people know me to be a guy that loves individual players that can just carry a team by themselves. But right now, that that type of basketball does not work in the NBA. Like my favorite player, Kobe Bryant. Like that's what I'm used to. A nigga saying, "Yo, AI." Like they really like, "Yo, all right, man." These niggas, these niggas ain't putting in no work. I'm going to carry these niggas. I'm going to really ball the fuck out. But now teams will make you beat them alone. Will really double you and make you try to make you make somebody else make win the game. You know what I mean? As we saw in the Philadelphia game with the Miami Heat. But I'm going to get to that later. Um, so I say all that to say that I don't know if the Cavs can sustain what the Pacers are bringing. Like, just like the Raptors. The Pacers not as good as the Raptors, but they have a... I would say a 10-man deep squad. They're not 12-man deep, but they're 10-man deep. And the Cavs are really like four-man deep where they have four guys that they can consistently rely on. Uh, it's going to be spooky. It's going to be spooky at this one because they're playing today. Well, they're playing tomorrow when you guys are here. It's on Wednesday. And I think if Indiana steals this one, it's going to be a sweep. Because I know LeBron's going to come out with the intensity. He's going to come out balling. But I don't know if anybody, everybody else is. I think Kevin Love had a decent game when he had like 15 rebounds. He wasn't really too good on the offensive end, but 15 rebounds is solid when Tristan Thompson's not getting any minutes. You know what I'm saying? So he's good. It's it's rough. So Kevin Love, I think he had a decent game. But what I'm saying is, if you look at this team, it's like Victor Oladipo's the best player on the Pacers, right? And he's playing like a superstar. Well, not like a superstar, but he's, he can get you 20 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. That's solid. That's solid production. And if the rest of the team can just pitch in, then why not? And when you really match it up, it's like, all right, you have LeBron. He's going to do his thing. Nobody can match up with him against on the, other, on the other side. But when you look at the five-on-five five and it's like J.R. Smith, no, he's not even on the starting. Rodney Hood, who I had a lot of faith in, he's looking, yo, <laughs> he's looking, this, he's looking, he's looking, like he's looking like Utah Jazz carried him. He's looking like he was carried. That they specifically put his value, like made his value look like he was he was good. That's why they had no issues letting a rookie replace this nigga. 
Like a rookie got your ass up out of there. You really might not be that nice. You might have deceived me, Rodney Hood. Jordan Clarkson, another deceiver. He hasn't even shown those, you know, I know he's not consistent, but he hasn't even shown those those spurts where he does, where he can just go for 15 in the quarter. He hasn't even shown that. Like, LeBron, like, there was a time when, it, when, when the Cavs beat the Boston Celtics when they first got their trade done, and LeBron was telling J.R. Smith that they got, we, we got a squad. He regrets that. He regrets that. He's looking at these guys, and he's like, these are boys. They ain't ready for this. They ain't ready for prime time. You know what I mean? He's calling up Rich Paul, and he's like, I can't, I can't fuck with these guys. I know LeBron is frustrated, and that's why he came out in that first game and did not take a shot in the first quarter. He was trying to get these motherfuckers involved, and they could not get involved. <laughs> like, he was passing to these guys. The same thing I always used to say about Kyrie, where it's like, niggas like, yo, Kyrie don't have assist, or Kyrie doesn't have success. I'm like, yo, Kyrie is putting niggas in position. Niggas ain't working on their jumpers. Niggas ain't taking the strong to the rim. Niggas ain't finishing properly. And that's what I saw with LeBron. He was giving Hood, he was giving all these guys, Jeff Green, shots. He's putting them in position. George Hill is a bum. George Hill is a bum. I don't know. I don't know. This Cavs team is, they're, they're liable, man. They might not even see the Raptors. I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to say that. And the Pacers and Raptors series would, be, series would be a good series. Raptors would come out on top, but it would be a more, you know, evenly matched series where, I don't know if the Raptors and the Cavs would be evenly mad series, and I know the Raptors would love to see the Cavs and beat up on the asses. Like I know the Raptors want the Cavs to get get through against the Pacers because they could re they really might feel that they can beat that ass. So you, I actually do want to see the Cavs get through. You know what I mean? But they they got to do that, hoping, wishing, and they ain't gonna get them through because if they lose to tonight, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I guarantee you LeBron will quit on his team because he just know there's no point because Toronto will demolish that ass. If you lose too straight to these guys, I don't know. I don't know. So we're going to see about that one. Um, yo, man, I don't even want to talk about the Spurs Warriors series. That is just, that is, what, what do you call that, lethal injection? That's just dying slowly, man. That is a dying slowly in a painful way because the Spurs got their ass handed to them the first game. It was just, it was just, it was not even competitive. And then they came out second game, you know, they had their spirits uh, high, you know what I mean? They decided to, to compete, but they just can't stay in it. You know what I mean? They just couldn't stay in it. And then they still lost. And I expect them to lose when they go back to San Antonio. Like, this is going to be a sweep. This is going to be a sweep. And this is, um, this is just not like the Spurs, man. The Spurs are in a different place because of this Kawhi Leonard situation, man. I know they... They f they feel he quit on the team. He's not even there with them. You know what I mean? On the bench, he's in New York rehabbing. Like <laughs> Kawhi, and it's like it's crazy because Kawhi just don't care. Like when you, when you look at Kawhi, you know he's never ever spoke. So it's like that was a good thing for them. You know what I mean? They probably love that, and it's the same thing that you love. It's gonna it's gonna bite your ass, bite you right in the ass because you want to know how Kawhi's feeling right now, and he's just not saying a word. And that's the thing you loved because when you was getting over on him and stuff, and when you could do certain things to him probably tell him not to wear big headphones and he would say okay and you wouldn't get a response out of him you loved it so you got to love it now and I love Greg Popovich man but he's definitely out of character right now like you know Greg Popovich is one of the most respectable guys in the world I would say a military man just always represents the, the NBA in the right way represents black people that's why I really love him because he always speaks the truth and and 
And I think he has right to feel the way he feels, but it's just the way he's acting, taking these little subliminals at, at Kawhi. You know, I mean, he's out here praising the hell out of Lamarcus Aldridge, who he almost traded last year and, and felt like Lamarcus Aldridge quit on the team in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So he's saying Lamarcus Aldridge is showing so much adversity and he could never have been so much happier with him. Da, 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 da. He's basically just taking shots at Kawhi because Kawhi left his team to hang. And Kawhi, the Kawhi situation is it's a tricky situation because everybody's looking at Isaiah Thomas right now, who had to, who played his heart out for the Boston Celtics. They didn't make it. They traded his ass for Kyrie, and he he didn't get the max deal. And then he went to Cleveland, and he couldn't play well. And now he just got his surgery, and people are saying he may never ever be the same. That surgery is a very like. Uh, complicated surgery. It's your hip, you know what I mean? And you may never move, be mobile again. And he's also an older player. I think Isaiah's probably going to be touching 30. You know what I'm saying? So he's not going to get that max, you know what I mean? And Kawhi's looking at it like that. Well, I don't know how Kawhi's looking at it, but apparently they're saying Kawhi and his uncle, who is his new agent and manager, are looking at it like, yo. And I, I could see the Spurs doing that. As much as they're a class organization, they, they'll really tell Kawhi, make a compromise. You know, Kawhi, your leg, your leg isn't so well. We can't really give you the max. You know, that's not what we do here. We take pay cuts around here. You know what I'm saying? And he, Kawhi ain't going for no pay cut. Like, And he's showing his worth that when he's not on that court, y'all cannot hang with the best of them. So... It's a tricky situation where they his his doctors are saying he's cleared and he should be able I mean the Spurs doctors are saying he's he's cleared and he should be able to play, but he doesn't want to play at all until that thing is two hundred percent healed because he doesn't want to rupture and have it go out again. And and then he's out of out of the money in his contract year. You know? So it's a tricky situation, but it's like, damn, when you're watching a team get beat the fuck down, it would make you want to put on like you know, you watch any movie and in the movies, it's always like, yo, let me play, coach. Let me play, coach. You know, you try to play through that injury, and it's like they're saying you're you're good to play. And they were saying he was doing um three on three drills, and it looked like he was he was ready. He was busting ass in practice. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't know, man. I really don't know why Kawhi is doing like that, but I think he wants out. You know what I'm saying? And if he could find his way to Philadelphia, that'd be great. You know what I mean? I think that would really put Philly over the top. Him, Ben Simmons, and Embiid, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That would be that would be nuts. You know what I'm saying? But um, I don't know what that situation, how, how that's going to go, but I think he's going to be traded, definitely. I, I think that's toxic environment. The players, when, you, when you're about to get swept, when you, they're going to get swept by the Warriors. And that type of environment... It's just gonna be. It's 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 not a cohesive cohesive environment anymore. Like Popovich would just probably get out of there. You know what I mean? Because his whole reason for stay for staying the coach was because of Kawhi. Like after Duncan, they would they kept asking him, asking him, and he's like, I don't know how long I'm a coach, but Kawhi emerged, and then he he had more faith. He found another way to you know what I mean feel like oh he can win championships. He's not gonna want to come um coach if he's not competing for a championship. He's not trying to be getting outdone by the Warriors by his protege and Steve Kerr getting swept year after year. Come on, man. And so I, I, I definitely feel where Popovich is coming from, and, and I feel where all the Spurs come from, but I feel where Kawhi is coming from with that. That bag is talking to Kawhi, and he's like, yo, I, I ain't playing with the bag. Jordan's already offering me five mil. You know what I mean? Only. So he's probably thinking, I need to get to a better market and show these niggas what I'm really about. 
but it's also a thing where people also like I'm one of the believers that he's playing in that Popovich system and just has everything tailored made for him. But he he can prove me wrong, so I would love to see Kawhi go somewhere else and prove me wrong. But if you go to Philly, then he ain't really proving me wrong because it's lit, and that's another um, Popovich protege. He probably won't trade you there. They're probably gonna be bitter about this this trade. But um, speaking of Philly, man, uh, the Seventy Sixers um definitely, definitely, definitely got a series on their hands if Joel Embiid does not come back right away. Shout out to D fucking Wade, aka Flash. Oh man, he he. He, I don't want to say turn back the clock because all year on this podcast, all year I've been the guy saying D Wade was a valuable member on that Cavs team. The team was just shit. He played his part. Like if you watch, he was still busting ass. Niggas couldn't hold him, but it's just that the guys weren't making shots. And then obviously on the defensive end, he's a lot older. But I knew in the playoffs when he's getting rest, like he's getting sleep every night. He doesn't have to. Like this is these are meaningful games. If you stay in the game. He'll keep you there, you know what I mean? And and that's what he did in Philadelphia. He definitely won that game in Philly um, for the Heat. Series is tied 1-1. Um, yo, that was just that was just another 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 highlight in the legacy, you know, in, in his closet, man, and in, in his, his trophy cabinet is for just being a great Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, three-time champion. That was that was a performance by Flash. He was doing the blocks. That steal, he just swiped the shit out of the ball out of Covington's hands as soon as he got into the game. When the when 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 shit was looking sticky and the heat and the the 76ers made like an 18-point run. He just he was so timely, man. And that's what you need experience and vets for. You know what I mean? Um Philly should still win the series, but he's just not good. Like the way he believes in himself, you know what I mean? He and he still knows that this team is young and that he can do some things. And and I think the Heat are a good team, but I don't know what's going on with Hassan Whiteside. You know what I mean? I was a firm believer in him. He's making $100 million this year, I mean, off of his contract. And he he's disappointed me. Joel Embiid is not there, and, you can, and you're not even effective. That is when Pat Riley looks at you and says, you are expendable. Pat Riley don't play that shit. He's going to get that nigga out of there, or he's going to straighten him out. He's going to put that nigga in the weight room, like, the Heat don't do that. Like, if you see how James Johnson is playing well, it's because he's lost 15 pounds and he makes sure he maintains his weight. That's how he got his contract. You know what I'm saying? So, the Heat are a, they're a first class organization, man. Their coach is top five. Eric Spoelstra is a great coach. So, th- it's going to be a good series, man, because Miami can win the first game. If Miami can win the two games at home, which I doubt they will, because if Embiid comes back, I just think the series is over. Ben, ben Simmons and Embiid is just too much when, when the Miami Heat don't have a superstar. Dwayne Wade can do can do his thing as long as you keep them in the game, but they don't have Deion Waiters in right now. He's still rehabbing. And Goran Dragic, I'm not a fan. I've always said he's a bust. Like he's a he he got over 100 million too. Like he's just an over um he's a he's an underachiever who's overrated. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about Goran Dragic. He's never shown me nothing. Yeah. But he can play through basically broken noses and shit like Steve Nash, but without Steve Nash's talent. That's why people like him. He's tough. Like he gets banged around, he he'll be bleeding and shit. But he, he he don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? So there's that, man. There's yo. I'm loving this playoff basketball. I'm gonna keep it real, man. But um, the Thunder Thunder beat up on the Jazz. But I still I still expect that to be a series, man. I I like the Jazz from top to bottom. Like the Raptors team, 
they're a 12-man team, but they're just a little young, and they're in the West, and they're playing against a Russell Westbrook in his prime and a Paul George in his prime. And Melo's looking good, too. Melo not in his prime, definitely, but he's still got a lot to give as far as if you put him in the right positions. And playoff Melo was looking good still. He was focused. He came out, set the tone, too. The same way OG set the tone for the Raptors, Melo did that for, for the Thunder in that first game. He had, like, seven points right away. Bam, bam, bam. You know what I mean? And that just gave the um, the Jazz another look. They had to focus on Melo and then open up open up things for Paul George, who was who had thirty six points and was killing them. And you know what I mean. And Paul George had to have had a game like that when they, when Oladipo had a game like that against the Cavs, and everybody was talking about, oh, he's arrived, he's a superstar, he's taking Indiana places. Paul George couldn't, you know what I'm saying? So he came out and let niggas know, are you crazy? I'm still that nigga, you know what I'm saying? So. It's yo, it's gonna be it's gonna be some great some there's some great series out there. The Warriors series, I know that series is over. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like the, the Jazz series with the Thunder can go six games. Uh the Rockets series, yeah, man, that series is over. The Timbos had that one game that the Rock that that they played they didn't play well and they were in the game and then because nobody played well in the Rockets in that game besides James Harden. Chris Paul looked I don't know. I've been saying this the whole this whole year. He's just he's being carried on that team because they were the, the Rockets were good last year. You know what I'm saying? When you add Chris Paul, you get better. But he could, anybody could be on that team. You put Dame Lillard on that team with, with James Harden. My goodness, you know what I mean? Chris Paul, you're gonna have to show me something. Like you can't ride James Harden's coattails. You can't. You're gonna have to show me something. You're a Hall of Fame and all that, but you got to show me that you're valuable to this team. You know what I mean? I guess you'll show. In, in the finals or wh wh wherever you guys get to, but you need to show me because it looks like James Harden is just carrying you. You know what I'm saying? But um, can we talk about the Bucks? Oh my goodness, man! I know that they were gonna underachieve regardless with Jason Kidd, but Jason Kidd was needed, man. For you to fire your co your a coach early and still pay him, but then let your interim coach take you guys to the playoffs. This is bad, man. The Celtics are beating you without Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, and Gordon Hayward. And you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Eric Bledsoe, Jabari Parker, Thon Maker. Not Thon Maker. I'm, I'm not going to hold him accountable right now. Uh, Chris Milton. Come on, man. You're losing it. Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Al Horford. Come on, man. I know that they're well, they're well coached. But this is unacceptable, man. Um, it's gotten so bad that even Eric Bledsoe, the, the, he should be ashamed of himself because he was in the locker room after the, they're down 2-0. And the reporter asked him about Terry Rozier, and he said, who? I don't know who the fuck that is. Nigga, you? You're Eric Bledsoe, and you're getting outplayed. You're Eric Bledsoe for Kentucky. You're getting played by this nigga all game, all series. He's putting you, he's showing you. He's smaller than you, and he's like, he, yo, he's 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 outplaying you, and and you you have the nerve to say you don't know who he is. So who the hell's outplaying you? He he should be disgusted. LeBron wanted that nigga on his team, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like LeBron would have really found out his boy ain't his boy ain't ain't, ain't really. He signed a clutch sports, but he ain't clutch. You know what I mean? I expect the yeah the Bucks to win one game, but I this is over. This series is over. You know what I mean? I don't care. The Bucks. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. They're not gonna do anything. Philadelphia's gonna tear them apart if they were if they were to ever get past past Celtics. Philadelphia would tear them up. You know what I'm saying? Philadelphia would tear them up. But they're just actually. I'm just kind of disgusted with by them. And Eric Bledsoe, you like? 
I don't want to call you a bum, but they was calling you mini LeBron. You nothing like that nigga on, on some real shit. You you guys suck. You guys really suck. Giannis needs to demand a trade and get up out of there. Before I get out of here, man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I don't know what to go, what to say about this guy, man. Adrian Broner, man. Um, Adrian Broner has a fight. He's fighting this weekend. Um, I think on the 21st he's fighting Jesse Vargas. Which is gonna be a good fight, man. Um, also one of the twins is fighting on the fight. I can't remember which twin is fighting. Uh, that's gonna be a good fight. Um, but here's the thing. I don't know. I know you. Maybe if if you're on social media, you follow DJ Academics, you'll see that Takashi Six Nine and Adrian Broner were beefing, and they was popping mad shit on each other on social media. And Adrian Broner was talking shit, saying, "I'm gonna be in New York. I'm gonna pull up. Uh, you know, I'm a gangster. I'm gonna pull up. You know, talking all his AB shit." And DJ Academic said he thinks it's actually staged that Takashi Six Nine is supposed to come out with Adrian Broner for him as you know as the his intro. You know they're fighting in Brooklyn too um, at the Barclays. Um, but here's the thing now: this particular situation got Adrian Broner's press conference like this. Well, he was supposed to have an open open media workout where the media can come and he can work out and everybody can see see him and see what his weights and all that shit. And they got canceled because they said there's security concerns that between him and Six Nine that they thought his two part the two parties were gonna have a shootout, and now they need to have more security. Like so, if this shit is actually staged, he's just he doesn't understand how to market. He's completely got it backwards. Like he completely got it backwards because he's now he's now just got his shit set back. Now they gotta bring more security, and if you end up coming out with this guy, you're gonna look crazy. You're gonna look crazy. So it's I just don't understand, man. I just don't understand Adrian Broner, man. You should be focusing on your fight. You should be focusing on beating up Jesse Vargas. You know what I mean? Um that's gonna be a good fight though. So everybody tune in on that one. I think it's April twenty first, Showtime Boxing. Definitely gonna be a good fight. Showtime's been putting on some great fights. Javante Davis is fighting on that fight, I believe. Um I can't remember which twin, man. I think it's I don't know which twin is fighting, but Definitely, definitely, y'all tune in on that one. But Asian Broner, man, come on, you gotta figure your shit out. You gotta, you gotta stop this nonsense, bro. But uh, but yo, four twenty, man. Cole heating up like that leftover lasagna. Cole is heating up like that leftover lasagna, man. Like I'm telling you, I expect nothing but greatness. Like after what happened before your eyes only, he knows the real fans. He heard us, and I'm telling you, my boy Cole's gonna come with that heat, man. The lasagna is getting fried. Do you understand? The lasagna is getting fried. He's when he's he, he's heating up. I'm telling you. And these two albums, Cole's got some work. It's time to get this Grammy. By the next album, we are gonna get that Grammy. But um, if he pops up 420 man Toronto, show the fuck out. Show him love, man. Wherever he's at, where he comes to Toronto, man. Wherever he's gonna be, I'm gonna be there. Everybody show love. Pop out. Um, stream. Cop that album. You know what I mean? Like this. These are jewels that you need to take with you throughout your life, man. So show love, man. Um, KOD, man. Kids on drugs. King overdose. I don't. I don't remember the other shit. What what else is that? it's called? But y'all go. Y'all go get that. Um, before I get up out of here, I wanted to talk about the Lil Barrett show. I'm still gonna have those two tickets, but the show got postponed. You know what I mean? It's a it's a growing trend in Toronto. The police guy had the show postponed. They're trying to move to another venue. So. When that's all settled and certain, you know what I mean? Definitely, we're going to hit y'all up with those two tickets. And 
yeah, man. But I appreciate y'all for listening if you made it this far. If you truly made it this far, man, hit the like button. Um, Hit me up on Twitter. You know what I mean? I want to hear from you guys. Uh, Add my PSN. It's, it's too real. Um, All that, man. Hit me up in the email. It's too real. At, it's too real. The podcast at gmail.com. I appreciate y'all, man, for listening. God bless. Stay safe. And hopefully it can be sunny outside, man. We It's too cold for this shit, man. But support that J. Cole, man. Um, support everything coming out of Toronto. All that, all that. It's your boy E. Yeah.